Welcome to day 334 of the new way. Again, remember that we don't know the exact sequence of these events. I know they all happened, I just don't know in what order. Different witnesses saw different things, so I will just deal with them in no certain order. These are events that happened afternoon on Friday. Jesus has been on the cross since approximately 9 a.m. that morning. I'll read Matthew 27, 45 through 49. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, he's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. In Mark fifteen, thirty-three through 36, At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, Listen, he's calling Elijah. Someone ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar, put it on a staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. In Luke 23, 44 through 45, it was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. The sun stopped shining. You've seen an eclipse. Three hours is an awful long eclipse. I don't think that this was the cause. Scientists have researched this and agree that an eclipse could not explain the extended darkness. I believe this was a supernatural darkness that showed God's grief over what was happening to his son. Not only was Jesus experiencing excruciating physical pain to his physical body, but I believe that the darkness represented the Holy Spirit leaving Jesus' body and God turning his face away from Jesus as the sins of the world were placed on him. Now this is in the spiritual realm. You couldn't see the sins, but God could. Remember that Jesus has always walked and talked with God. Unlike us, there was never a time 
when he was not in communication with God. But I believe the darkness represents that time when God could not be present with Jesus because he took on my sins and yours and the sins of the whole world. Because God is holy, we are told that he cannot be in the presence of unholiness. His holiness will destroy the unholy. That's why we can't go to heaven without being covered and paid for by Jesus. God could not stand our sinfulness and would destroy us. In Exodus 19, 9 through 25, we see God teaching Moses these truths that still apply today. The phrase from Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death, is not just a punishment. It's simply a fact that God's holiness cannot allow our unholiness in his presence. So the sky turned black and God turned his face away from Jesus. When Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You need to understand the great significance of that. This is what Jesus came to do, to take the sins of you and me on himself and to pay for them in full. That meant that his relationship to the Father was completely severed, cut off, destroyed. The Holy Spirit inside of Jesus left and he experienced the pain of emptiness at the core of his being for the first time. No longer could he walk and talk with God. He was an outcast, a sinner, living in darkness. He experienced what a human being experiences when they choose to reject Jesus. Separation from a loving, merciful, generous, patient, kind God. Yet while this was happening in the spiritual realm, the people standing around saw nothing out of the usual. They only saw a typical man facing death. Jesus cried out in a mixture of Aramaic, the common language, and Hebrew. The people mistakenly thought he was crying out to Elijah to help him. We've talked about the role of Elijah as someone who would appear before the Messiah. I believe that some of the people were still hoping that Jesus would prove to be the Messiah by having Elijah come and rescue him. But God had other plans that they didn't understand. I'll read Isaiah 55, 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. 
Sometimes we don't understand God's ways, but we must learn to trust him in everything. Now you may have noticed that Jesus was given a drink of vinegar. This is the fruit of the vine. He had been offered this drink before and he refused. Now he accepted it and drank. Why? Let's review Matthew twenty-six twenty-nine, when Jesus said, I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Jesus had received all the sins of the entire world, past, present, and future. He was empty and forsaken by God. The only thing left was his final payment, death. This sip of the fruit of the vine was Jesus announcing that the next thing that happened would usher in the kingdom of God, the new way. If you please, it was the drum roll in his service. Dale.